are live. Oh, ladies Wait. and gentlemen, and everyone in between, welcome back to the Invincible FC podcast. Uh, and today we're going to be doing match week nine preview. Uh, we'll go over some predictions that we've made, a couple talking points about the matches, and uh, we'll be right out of your hair. Uh, jo- Josh, Connor, how you guys doing? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be back. It's been a while. International uh, break is over with. Fine. International break, a.k.a. the big yawn before the Premier League comes back. Of course. The big um, yawn that always has too much of an effect on what happens next, though. I know. I, know. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, and we, you know, we may find some use in getting into the USMNT fixtures in another episode, but I mean, a couple friendlies, we lost one, we won one. It is kind of what it is. Yeah, <laughs> not too much to that. Yeah, I mean, don't read too much in international friendlies. It's like rule number one of being very impressive. Like I will say, performance against Ghana. Though, I will say that. Oh yeah, great performance against Ghana. Loved it, but I would I expected more against Germany. Of course, me too. Either way. Um, so we're back with our predictions. Uh, it's been, it's been about two weeks since we talked to you folks. So uh, we're excited to get back on the grind here. Uh, and we'll kind of get right into it now. Um, Liverpool versus Everton. Connor, I feel like it's right for me to let you go first here. Yeah. So I went with the four, one Liverpool win. Um, it's kind of just what I want to see happening. Um, I unfortunately think, I think Everton will get a goal. Liverpool's been a bit shaky at the back to start the season um, and usually seem to let one in. But I think going forward, um, we're going to do some damage, especially because Jota will be back from his one-match ban. And Liverpool's a lot more dangerous when Klopp can make adjustments up front and having him back will enable either he starts and Nunez comes off the bench, or Nunez starts, Jota comes off the bench. But when they switch out players, um, it always helps the, the team, especially going forward. Well, there you go. So, yeah, it's definitely a positive point. Um, you know, Connor, you're the only person who's predicted Everton to score in this game. Uh, Josh, you have a, a similar margin, but a 3-0 Liverpool victory. What makes you think they're getting shut out? What makes me think Everton's going to get shut out in the match? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, right? I, I don't really have much else to say. I just think they're, <laughs> they're not a very good team. Uh, they don't have. I don't know, bro. They've been scoring a lot of goals recently. They have scored a, a decent few goals recently, but you know that you know, law of averages. It's going to balance out, and it's going to balance out in a match like this. Liverpool should beat them soundly, and that's why I have them winning three 0 I don't have too much else to say about it. Yeah, yeah I, I mean it. It is a it's it's a derby though, so it's always more cagey. Um, yeah, but, this, but it is a derby that I, I, has been it, dominated it, it, by one team. Connor, you I, can't predict a match to end 4-1 and then say it's going to be more. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really – you got to pick a side there. I also hate when people when people call this like, oh, it's a derby, so it's going to be feisty. And, like, like they compare it to, like, the, the North London derby, Manchester derby, all that. It's like Liverpool has beaten Everton, what, 28 of the last 30 matches they played against each other or something crazy like that? Like – it's not. It's pretty one-sided, is what I'll say. It really. It is, is one-sided, but there is always a little bit more caginess to it, and usually that comes out with Everton walking away with a goal, and it just depends on Perhaps. how many Liverpool score on them, um, or it's like a one nothing. Um, but I hope it's not a one nothing. I don't want to sit through that. Yep. Two nothing. Is that the seven thirty match tomorrow morning? 
Yep. yep, of course it is. Oh, hey now. Connor's going to be up early, ladies and gentlemen. First Saturday of this entire calendar year that Connor will wake up before me, guaranteed. No, they already had a 7.30 uh, start, and I, I was up for that. So Yeah, but I was up for that one, too. Um, yeah, Liverpool always gets slapped with that. Oh, man. Josh, you remember senior year of college when yes. Arsenal got slapped with all those 7 a.m.s in a Every row? Every single time. Like, bro, we were, like, waking up and, and falling back asleep at, like, noon. Like us, getting so up, us, us getting up for those matches earned what we're at right now. Because oh, our, dude. We we deserve success. The people just Absolutely. coming in now do not. But yeah. No, I'm right there with you. I also formed a friendship. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we bonded in those in those moments. Exactly. And that's why this but is either way, uh, I think we've kind of we've kind of analyzed this match here. Um, I do have a two 0 Liverpool victory. Um, I think it, it should be pretty comprehensive from them. Uh, I get that people always say it's a derby and that, like Josh, you said, but I don't know. This year feels like. Everton aren't good and Liverpool are, and that's probably just going to be what it is. Um, bouncing on the Bournemouth Wolves, Josh, I'll let you start off this predictions um, section. Uh, you've predicted a 2-0 Bournemouth win. Give us a little context. Yeah, um, Bournemouth hasn't won a game yet, and I've been high on them for a while um, since the start of the season, really. They sit in 19th. Um, they've got three draws, but they have struggled to get results despite what I've have felt have been good performances, maybe up until the last few weeks where they've gotten shut out 7-0. Um, but it, it, it's it's their time to get it. They really do to get a result. Um, and this just seems like the perfect opportunity. Wolves actually are riding a, a little bit of a high. I mean, they just beat uh, Man City, and then they got a result against Villa. Those are really good results. Um, they did draw Luton beforehand, but that is three matches in a row with results for a relegation side. That's always a good thing. Um, so I think it will be time, you know, with with international break, Wolves kind of, you know, hit that stalemate um, after playing well and Bournemouth come out of it with a, a bit of fire in themselves. Um, and I think they need a result and they're going to get it. So they're going to get a 2-0 win. Well, I don't disagree that they're going to win the game, but you seem to have ignored the fact that Huang will score. I, I may have. I may have ignored that. And that NATO might be assisting. Them, yeah. uh, I mean, That's hey, man. All, all I gotta say is my boy Huang. I tell you, I've been I've been down with this guy since day one. All right, and he has never let me down once. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've never time. seen you change opinions so hard on anyone. On maybe maybe Leandro Trossard. Your your opinion changed a lot on him. Well, to be fair, my opinion on Trossard changed before he came to Arsenal. Yeah. It, it, went through a significant change when he did come to Arsenal, but the, the primary change happened before because he was popping off for Brighton last fall. Um, and for the same deal, Huang is, is going crazy for Wolves right now. Do I think he's going to earn a move to Arsenal? Absolutely not. But, um, you know, I, I, you got to give him props where, where it's due. He's, he's having a great year. He really is. Yeah. He really is. Connor, why'd you pick a draw? Um, I think – this is this could be a bold claim. I think this will be an exciting 1-1 draw. I think it will be really back and forth with horrible finishing. Um, because that's what both of these teams kind of have been doing. Yeah. Uh, Wolves have been put, able to put the ball in the back of the net, but that's for them like a team purple patch. Like it's not it's not sustainable for them. Yeah. Um, so I see them getting one uh, Bournemouth will, will get one, but they're going to put a lot of chances not in the back of the net. That's fair. 
That's fair. I think that's a good. That's a that's a good analysis of it. Um, I also, do have a two-one Bournemouth win. Oh, sorry, Connor. Go ahead. It is a shame that Tyler Adams will be out for the next three to four months. Um, yes, I saw he that. Just got surgery. Um, so that's tough for Bournemouth and uh, for Tyler Adams. Yeah, it, it's kind of unreal. He came back for like a half, and then I, he must have re-injured himself or something because now he's had to go through the operation and. You know, we, we wish him a speedy recovery. I hope he gets back on the field soon, represent America and um, and Bournemouth as well. But, yeah, it's just a tough, tough case for Tyler Adams. Um, I predicted a 2-1 Bournemouth win. Um, and to echo, Connor, some of what you were saying, but just a, a little bit more, I, I think Bournemouth will just be more clinical on the day. Um, they're due for a win, quite frankly, um, and Wolves are due for a slip after two fantastic performances. Um, and it just feels right. Um, but Bournemouth, as a side, will change a lot in February when they get Tyler Adams back. Uh, they're going to be a lot more assured at the back. i just concerned that now it may be too late. Yeah, perhaps it could be. I mean, when he was coming back in October, it seemed like, okay, he can, he can keep them in the fight. But if they've got to hang in until February without him, they might be in a, uh, an irretrievable spot by the time he comes back. Yeah, I also just don't know if he's going to make that much of an impact when he's been out that long. You know, it could be a, a while before he really gets back to 100%, um, and that could be the whole rest yeah. of the season. That's and it's true. also a new team um, yep. that he would just have to adjust to playing with those exactly those players game in, game out. I mean, so, we saw it at Leeds yeah. last year. Brendan Aronson got off to a, a red-hot start, but Tyler Adams definitely a little slower on, on the go at first, um, but obviously at the end had a far better season overall. Right. Um, so a lot to think about there, a lot to consider. Um, but moving on, we've got Brentford Burnley uh, as our third match of, of the week. Um, I'll, I'll lead this one off. I predicted a 1-1 draw. Um, this is our, our first match that we've got three different uh, predictions because you each have picked Brentford and Burnley winning pers- uh, respectively. But I've got a 1-1 draw. Um, I don't know. I don't think either team, to be honest with you, I don't think either team is playing well enough right now to beat the other team. So it will just end in a draw. But they're both going to score. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think for that reason that neither team is playing very well. They both need a win. Um, and it's going to be a feisty one. And I, I have Brentford pulling off a 2-1 there. Um, they, they could be in, in some big trouble if Burnley gets a result against them. Uh, they have to go to Stamford Bridge next week. Um, you know, then they got West Ham, Liverpool, Arsenal, all like back-to-back. So they really need a result like now. Um, and this is just one they just really need to get. And I, I could absolutely see them dropping points, but I'm showing faith in them. A little faith in Brentford from Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised. A bit of the opposite from Connor. Go ahead and tell us why you picked Burnley to win two one. Um, well, kind of for the reasons Josh stated, but I actually went with Burnley winning. Um, like they're both not playing great right now, and Brentford does seem to be in a worse spot um, because I think Burnley. They're they're just coming up from relegation. They're more expected to struggle. So Brentford, I would say, are in a worse spot. And I think because of that desperation, they won't get the win. Um, and Burnley will just have enough to get over the line. But it's funny that Josh didn't have the faith to pick Burnley, even though he's been repping Burnley all season. 
And I did, especially when Brentford are in the place that they are in. Yeah, I mean, I just... The thing is, I mean, you mentioned like desperation, but Brentford, I I do still feel confident that they will not end the season in a relegation battle. Um, You know, we'll see when Tony comes back. We'll see, you know, the whole deal with all their injuries. But I think they're going to end the season not in that that battle. And it's going to be thanks to games like this. I think they're just the better side and they're going to prove it, Um, especially by winning the midfield battle. You know, Matthias Jensen, Christian Norgaard, like they have to be winning that battle. And if they do, they're going to win the game. Um, and we'll see. I mean, it's going to be down to them, really. Yep, that's a very good point. Um, midfield dictates a lot of the match, and Brentford's midfield is still very compact and very strong. So um, there's a lot to be said for both sides. Uh, bouncing right along here, we've got Man City versus Brighton. This one we were um, unanimous on the result of, but we've all picked different score lines. Um, Connor, why don't you kick us off on this one? All right, so I went with the 4-2 Man City win. Um, I hope you're right. That would be a crazy game. Yeah, that would be – I, I kind of went with a result I want to see. Um, but even if Brighton go ahead, I don't think they're going to keep Man City out. Their defense has been vulnerable all, city, all season, and City are exactly the type of team to make them pay time and time again. Um, but that being said, Brighton play – probably the most exciting football in Europe. So they can definitely put two past city. Um, but like I said, they could do it before city score or after it doesn't matter. I think they just, their defense isn't solid enough to keep out city. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. They're leaky at the back, but I do think two goals. I've just gone for a three, two city victory. Um, not that I, I think I, I agree. I don't think it will be a particularly, like, I don't think it's as, I don't think that will, I think the scoreline will flatter Brighton is the best way that I can put it. I think it'll be 3 yes. 2. It'll be an interesting game. Um, Brighton, they know how to score goals, they know how to do their thing. But like you said, very leaky at the back, and 3 2 feels about right to me. Yeah, I have 3 1. Um, that's the, the scoreline it was last season. Um, I just think that's fitting. I was, I was really, when I was trying to pick the results, I was really trying to figure out exactly what the score would be, and I couldn't really find a good one. Um, and I think City coming off of um, now, you know, three defeats in four matches, two in a row in the Premier League, I'm, I'm sure they're going to win. I'm quite sure they're going to win. Um, but Brighton's not going to go down without a fight. I don't think they're going to get two goals. I think City's going to make sure that they win the game because they need to so badly. So they're going to at least win by two goals. Two goal margin. Yeah, fair enough. Well, you two are, are in agreement on that one. And I, I've, I've thought that it might be a little closer. But either way, we'll we'll bounce right along because that one is not too too interesting to dig into. Um, the next one is a match that really feels like anything could happen. Um, I've gone with a one-one draw, but you've both picked Newcastle to win. It's Newcastle versus Crystal Palace, uh, and both of these sides are in an interesting place. Newcastle is definitely on an upturn in form finally, uh, but Palace have been pretty decent this year, and I do think they stand a pretty solid chance of, of taking a point out of this match possibly. Uh, either one of you can take this. Connor? Um, I was just looking something up. I, um, I want to see if um, maybe you guys have an update on this, the injury situation at Crystal Palace, because I yeah. feel like it's bad. if they don't have their forward options or their attacking options, 
they're not really going to be able to do much against Newcastle, even if they get into decent positions, which, you know, a player like Jordan Ayew can get the ball up the field. He doesn't really ever do anything with it, though. Um, so that's why I don't see Palace scoring this game, not against Newcastle's defense, um, without their attacking options um, and their young stars. And Newcastle are still in an upturn of form, so... I think they'll continue that. Yeah, this is why I picked um, I, why I picked Newcastle to win. I only had them winning one 0 because I think they've been or Palace has been relatively decent defensively. Actually, I think they've been very good defensively. Um, just looking right now, they've conceded seven goals in the first eight matches, which was really impressive. Um, but as you said, yeah, the injury situation for them is shocking, um, and they they didn't score against Nottingham Forest. Um, at home, a team against a team who's one of the worst in the league um, away from home. Uh, and, yeah, I, I just think they're going to struggle to score again. All, their only hope really lies in Edward, who's a great, great goal scorer. I mean, he has four goals already, um, but he has nobody really feeding him. You said, you know, Jordan Ayew, um, Raksaki, like, you know, a Premier League experience. Um, everybody else is injured. Eze, Elise, you know, Jeffrey Schlupp, all their creative options are missing. Um, so I don't have faith in them. Um, and I, I think they're going to defend decently well, but Newcastle's going to get the win. It's going to be 1-0. Yeah, well, I don't think this is a game that any of us are going to be jumping to watch as interesting of a matchup as it, as it may be. It's not going to be a particularly uh, fireworks-filled game, so to speak. So it may not be on many TVs. Um, <laughs> uh, but this not next even- one will. Oh, oh, this absolutely. next one is a high-profile match. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, as I lead you into this segment, this is kind of incredible. Uh, across the three scorelines that have been <laughs> predicted for this game, there is one total goal. <laughs> Connor and I have both opted for a prediction of nil-nil, and Josh has gone for a one-nil, not even victory. Um, Josh, what made you so bold as to predict that one of these teams might actually score a goal? Uh, because I, I don't have faith that Luton Town will keep a clean sheet. Um, that and what's interesting is like they've they've conceded one goal like a lot like many times I think like four times already. But they always it's always like two one win one one draw one no defeat. Um, and Nottingham Forest also they won like ten games last year. Like eight of them were were one nil home victories, and this just has one nil written all over it. Like they'll they'll get over the line. Um, it won't be pretty. It's not one we're going to be, you know, tuning into really. But they're going to get the win. It's going to be one. You mean Super Matty Turner's uh, getting his clean sheet? Well, you agree with that, I think. I agree with that a thousand percent. Um, so. I'm confused as to why you wouldn't want to watch that. He's an American hero. <laughs> he is perhaps an American hero, except against Panama. So what, so what, Josh? Do you hate our country? Yes. Yes. Okay. I hate fair our enough. country well, enough to I mean, not watch Nottingham Forest Luton Town. Say no more. <laughs> Connor, anything to add to this match? No, just that you were coming in sounding like Tucker, Tucker Carlson there. Um, yeah, right. But Left Fox News joined the Invincible SC podcast. Well, listen, you, <laughs> yeah. you guys are sounding like a couple of, couple of real liberals over here, you know, okay? <laughs> Damn, bro. Um, <laughs> you came in on a John Oliver bit. Yeah. <laughs> but I think um, – yeah, there's not much to say about this game. If I was to say a side would win, I do think it would be Forest, but I don't know. I don't see any goals. 
I also don't plan on seeing this game. Oh my lord! Yeah, two heretics over here, absolute just treasonous filth. All right, uh, moving on to a game that I'm not gonna lie to you. I should probably be more nervous about than I am, but something's making me feel confident. Uh, I'm gonna let Josh go ahead and lead off the Chelsea Arsenal segment. I'm kind of with that, um, with that sentiment you just said right there. It's um, it's one that you know we're expected to win because obviously the current situation with the two clubs, um, but it's not as straightforward as that. I think Chelsea off of two wins on the bounce, you know, you never know what they can get. I just looked actually at their uh, XG table, the, the Premier League XG table. They're in fourth in that. They're just not scoring goals, but they're creating chances. Like they'd be in the top four in the XG table. So, um, so yeah, it's a little bit worrying. Um, I, I think one thing that's worrying, weirdly enough, is the fact that we've won our last three Premier League matches at Stamford Bridge. Um, I just feel like four in a row away from home in a like in a rivalry like that is unheard of. Um, and that's just, you know, law of averages again. But I do think we're going to get over the line. I do have a two-one win just because I have faith in, in the boys. But I just really hope Mikhailo Mudrik doesn't score or do anything because – that would be annoying, especially from Luca. Who would... Well, you're the one who picked a Chelsea to score a goal. Um... I, did. I did, but hopefully it's like I don't know, Raheem Sterling consolation, or you know, Josh with a Josh hoping for Silva. Sterling to succeed. That's crazy. No, um, just him over anybody else. Maybe Thiago Silva. Like who sounds like Tucker Carlson now? To make it to take away our <laughs> Um. All right. Either way. Um. <laughs> no, I. I I think Chelsea are definitely on an upturn of form right now. Um, it looks like the project is not really coming together, but it's getting closer to like becoming that, that final product that they want it to be. Um, it doesn't fill me with confidence that they're going to like take it to Arsenal or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. We, we beat them really comprehensively twice last year mm-hmm. and it just feels like it may take another year before I'm truly intimidated by this figure, which is why I've gone for a 2-0 Arsenal victory. Mm-hmm. Um, although if Connor's right about this this match, I will be eating my words on Monday. Yep. Praise wrong. Connor, yeah. that was your cue to come in and start talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went with the 1-1 draw. And I don't know, when it comes to this Chelsea side, unless they're playing City, like – I think throw any team at them, they could win, lose, or draw. Like, and it's the same with the other sides that are in the top four, um, including Arsenal. Like, as a Liverpool fan, I've seen them draw with Chelsea seven times in a row now. And, like, they Chelsea do play good football. They just can't score. Right. Um, but, like, they're pretty defensively solid. Um and, like, they can dominate the ball um, in possession. And I think that will be really interesting to see who does dominate the ball this game. Um, but, yeah, I think this very well could be a draw. And I like how I, I was the only one. Spread. I think I was the only one who uh, predicted Arsenal to win against Man City. And I was right there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I'm the only one who's predicted Arsenal to drop points in this one. I yeah, like which is why, is why you're going to be right, because you lost your faith in, in the squad. Yeah. 
You know, Connor. It's not that I've lost my faith in Arsenal. All right, I come think. on, boys. You're gonna do it. You know what I mean? Hating. <laughs> it's not that I've lost faith in the squad. I think they're a good squad, but I also think I don't know. Chelsea's a team that you very much could draw points to, and I think that will be what could lead to Man City winning the title again. Is that? every single team below them just chips away too many points off each other. Right. Well, I mean, I think, I think any team is a team that we could drop points to. You know, there are only two teams that Arsenal failed to take three points off of last season in either fixture. It was Man City and Southampton. Yeah. First and 20th. It, the, it, Premier League's a weird fucking league. But I agree with you. This is definitely a banana skin fixture. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty about how far Chelsea's development has come, how because they are looking good right now. Right. Um, but I, I will say, like I said at the top of this segment, I'm surprised at how not nervous I really am. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't really care to revisit that topic tomorrow at like twelve fifteen because I'm going to be like running around the house, probably, you know, nervous as hell. But right now, I feel good. I so hope I'm right. This would be so entertaining watching that match with you. Oh god! Oh man! I'm actually gonna be watching with someone who is a Chelsea fan, so that'll be. Are you watching with Luca? No, nah, no, nah, someone from school. Oh, okay, well, yeah. Tell him actually on up. the track team. Oh seriously? You know Danny Krigman? That's nope. a story for another day. It's okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Danny, your full name is out on our pod now, so have fun <laughs> with that. Um, cool. Moving on. Sheffield United versus Man United will be the 3 p.m. fixture tomorrow. Um, of course, saying all these in Eastern Standard Time. Uh, this this ought to be a pretty routine win for Man United. That's- I think they really need it. It's, it's good. If Man United do win, which all three of us have predicted, spoiler alert there, um, I, I think it will be a much-needed three points. Though I don't know if it will be enough to right the ship because I think that there are some pretty serious problems going on over there. It is absurd how many games are tomorrow. I'm yeah, sorry, really I have to interject with that. <laughs> no, I think you're right because they've jammed so many fixtures into the ten uh, the ten a.m. slot yeah, that it's five. like there's I mean yep. there's what eight games tomorrow. Now? Yeah. yeah, so there's no chance in hell I'm watching Nottingham Forest and Luton at 10 a.m. with all the other games on. So which game? <laughs> I guess this is a question we should have asked. Which game in the 10 a.m. slot are you going to watch? Oh, Man City. Realistically, Man City. Brighton. The one that I predicted for too. Man City Brighton. I always the best of the fixtures. Um, although the, I will not lie to you, there's part of me that wants to put Brentford Burnley on and just kind of see what happens. <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking Bournemouth Wolves. Yeah. Bournemouth, oh, jeez. Yeah, good point. I do hate America. Um, I won't watch Nottingham Forest, Luton Town. Bournemouth Wolves is going to be a worse game than that, though. But either way, um, this is this also should tell you folks how excited we are about Sheffield United versus Man United that we spent their entire segment talking about other games. Um, it <laughs> oh, we should, mention it them should be a Man U win. Obviously, United have been teetering and tottering and not doing that well recently. Um, but Sheffield United are pretty poor, really pretty terrible. So I, I'd be surprised if United don't at Manchester United, that is don't find a way to get across the line. Yeah, I agree. Um, Sheffield United is going down. They're fucked. Simply put. Um, 
apologies to all the Sheffield United fans out there. Yeah, there are none. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> what if Jordan Henderson I, I, listens good, to this but... podcast? What? What if Jordan Henderson listens to this podcast? He's from. If Jordan Buffalo. Henderson listened to this podcast, he would have hated us a long time ago. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> you know how much anti-Saudi <laughs> stuff we said on this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Henderson, if by some miracle you are listening to this, I hope you choke and die. Go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> Damn, that's, that's harsh. Uh, it is harsh for sure. God, that guy's so after all his, his, his comments, yeah. Um, yeah, I... Sheffield United is is fucked. United are gonna get two wins on the bounce for once, um, and they're gonna think they have something going for them until the Manchester Derby next week, when they're humbled again. Three one United. Three nil United. Three. Oh yeah. Two nil United. I don't really have anything to say, um, but with all games, I'll be hoping they lose. Okay, and I want to clarify. I don't actually want Jordan Henderson to die, but. I, I I don't like that guy. He's 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 <laughs> really he's really cut a pretty unlikable character in the last. And I, I want to months. clarify. I really want Manchester United to lose. It would be sick if Manchester United did lose <laughs> this game, but it, it seems somewhat unreasonable to predict that as a likely outcome. Yeah, as I'm trying. I'm not. Like, I'm trying not to wear their jersey at the end of the year. All right. Listen, Connor. It's looking. I cannot wait to see you. Wait, you're gonna have to get a custom player too. You might have to get like Sancho or something. Um, <laughs> Dude, if if it, if I could pick the player, I would pick Sancho just because it would be the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> no, you gotta buy a retro David de Gea keeper jersey. That'd be the way to go. Um, <laughs> either way, okay. Um, Aston Villa West Ham. It would be the first of only two games this Sunday. Although both of them look like pretty decently entertaining games. Uh, Aston Villa West Ham will be the first one. Uh, I'll go first, I guess. I've picked a two-one Aston Villa victory. Um, it just feels like this game isn't isn't in London. It's not at the West Ham Stadium, so I don't know. I don't know. I think West Ham are a team that rely a lot on their home crowd for to get a lot of their results. Mm-hmm. And away from home against a better Aston Villa side, I don't give them much of a chance. Despite the fact that I've only picked two-one, because I think they are pretty good at defense. Josh, go ahead. Yeah, um, I, I have three-one. I think, I think Villa is a better side than West Ham. Both have had good starts of the season, uh, and they just have so much going for them. I still think they're going to be in the hunt for the top four, top five, whatever you call it now. Um, they're really exciting. Ollie Watkins is the second best striker in the Premier League, um, and this season he has not been that far off of Holland, to be honest with you. Not goal scoring, but you know he's providing. He's doing everything else as well. Um, four goals, four assists, by the way, so far. Uh, and Villa just has a lot going for them. I think they're a better side, and they're going to win 3-1. Ollie Watkins, absolutely magisterial player. Absolutely incredible. Huge admirer. Yep. Could come, could come to Arsenal for a handsome fee, yeah, and I would not be upset about it. Uh, Connor, why have you picked a draw? Um, also, Connor, I think... you predicted the most draws this week, so Shane. Shame. I've predicted none. First ever. Shame. The coward I mean, badge goes to Connor for picking for picking four draws. Yeah. Go ahead, Connor. I just think there's a lot of even matchups this weekend, and I think this is another <laughs> one. Um, just how Arsenal and Chelsea are on the exact same level. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one but, step above uh, Liverpool. <laughs> but I uh, genuinely think Villa and West Ham are at very similar levels. Um, 
And so I think each team will walk away with one goal and one point. Um, I don't have too much to say about it. If I was to pick a team to win, I still don't know who I would pick. Um, and that's why I went with the draw. I, I very well see either of these teams winning. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty legitimate. Um, yeah. That's, unstoppable that's, at home, I'll say, though. What did you, you say? Villa's unstoppable at home. Villa, Villa are very at, at West Ham, it's a different story. But at home, I think there's only one winner. Yeah. Ooh. I just – yeah, I, I think I, that's that was a big part of, of my prediction as well was just location. It feels like Aston Villa are just set to win this game. Right. Um, and I, I do think you're a little bit wrong. I don't think they're on the same level. I think Villa are definitely a, a step or two above where West Ham are at right now. Despite West Ham winning the Conference League already and Villa being in it this year. I think that squad in general just is, is better. Right. Um, all right, let's go to the last matchup of the weekend. Uh, one that actually I probably will turn the TV on and watch and, and be pretty intrigued by. Um, Connor, once again, has gone for a different result than Josh and I have. Um, that seems to be happening again and again. Uh, <laughs> hey, but, if it, if this weekend goes my way, it will be a real big weekend. It would be a coup. It would for sure be a coup. Um it's also possible that none of us will get points and it'll just be like, we're all wrong about stuff. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. The six games that I predicted that aren't draws are draws, but all right, you <laughs> nasty contrarian. Why don't you go first? Uh, so I went with the Fulham win cause I, that's what I want to happen. I, I want Tottenham to start dropping some more points as you guys should as well. Um, and yeah, that's, that's why I went with that prediction. I very well could see Tottenham putting four past Fulham, like you have predicted, uh, Pat. But I want to see them drop points. I would definitely like to see them drop points as well. But I don't know. This Tottenham team is different, man. They're kind of like that. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, but they had a tough game against Sheffield. And I think if Fulham can get into a position like they were in like Tottenham were in against Sheffield, they are a better side than Sheffield and would be able to maybe see that game out with the Yeah, I, I guess that's fair. I, I, I don't know. I just – I think Tottenham are re- – like, yes, Fulham are good, and they are – and Fulham drew with Arsenal. So there's, like, every possibility that they could draw or win this game. I'm not disagreeing with you there. But it feels like the golfing class is to the point where I, I'd feel pretty silly not predicting Tottenham to win this game. Um, and four goals, as Connor, you said, I predicted a 4-2 Tottenham victory. Oops, sorry, guys. Um, and I, I just think Tottenham are, are going to be that side on the day. They, they have their on days and their off days. Like every like newly put together like top-ish tier side does. But this feels like it'll be one of their on days. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think they're going to win. It's going to be 2-1. It's not going to be one of those really sound victories. They're, they're going to – it. just like you guys said, I think, with the um, City-Brighton game, I, I don't think it will reflect, you know, the comfort of the match. I think a 2-1 is going to be a relatively comfortable 2-1 as much as you can do. Um, maybe they're up 2-0 and then concede late or something. But I do think – Spurs are going to get over the line, just not, you know, it's not going to be a pretty scoreline for them. 
Yeah, I, I, now, I, I, I that doesn't. Now who's being anti-American? You think Tim Ream's going to lose to these guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, James Madison, oh, our what fourth president, whatever president, uh, is on the other side. So. Right, yeah, well, he's that's, also that's our shortest. Your weekly assignment for uh, Ms. Blessy is the is the anti-patriot of the weekend. It's whoever predicts the most against American exactly. players, exactly. Uh, which at this point is basically just Fulham. Um, by the way, thanks for chatting with me, guys. This was a, a good yeah. little episode. Get get out to the folks. Come back on the airwaves because it's been two weeks since we put out a, an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guys, I know it's it's kind of weird for us to do this on a delay, but we are gonna try and do a match week eight reaction at some point just so we can chat a little bit about the arsenal city match um some red card potential drama and what this fixture means for the title race um but we thought we needed to get this one done and out to you guys first so you can be ready for the fixtures this weekend all right guys um thanks for chatting i'll talk to you again soon all right y'all all right see ya joe peace